Glory to God forever. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. He's the Lord God Almighty. This is Wonder in Reality. Today's podcast has new content that I've never shared before. And it's about the four themes of the Gospels. First, let's, let's pray. Lord, thank You for everything. Father God Almighty, we give You this time. Thank You for allowing us to be Your children. Jesus, thank You for saving us. Thank You for interceding and praying for us even now. And for everything that You're doing. Amen. Holy Spirit, we welcome You. We acknowledge that You are God. Lord, send out laborers into the harvest fields in the Middle East, in that part of the world. Continue to anoint ministries like One for Israel, Tree of Life Ministries, Jews for Jesus, and other great men and women of God. Give them the anointing to break the yoke so that people can get saved and to build up the body of Christ. We bless Israel and Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I pray for those listening. Bless them. Reveal Your glory to them, Jesus. Give them a fresh revelation of You and your, give them a fresh anointing if they're, if they're saved. If they're not saved, show them their need for salvation. Salvation in the wonderful name of Jesus. Humans were born to fellowship with Jesus Christ, with God. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. He's alive today. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Father. And His presence and glory is beyond description. When someone meets Him and is born of the Spirit and they experience His presence and glory, they will only want Him. His presence is literally beyond words. And those who make it to heaven will fellowship with Him forever in heaven. Everyone in heaven right now in fellowship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, with the Father. What do I mean by that? Heaven is filled with the presence of Jesus Christ. It's literally the the Holy Spirit. All of heaven. And everything in heaven is made from His glory. Angels are made from His glory. Um, Human beings are made in His image and likeness. And when someone chooses God, chooses Jesus Christ instead of self, instantly their spirit person becomes alive through the power of God and the they have the glory of God literally God himself in their spirit person I mean it's a glorious that's a mystery of the kingdom of heaven I'm actually going to speak a little bit about this a little later in this podcast okay now the theme this week and let's I want to emphasize this overall series is the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord is the Lord Himself. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And within this series, I'm doing certain... I'm calling them sub-series. And this week, 
The subseries is about the four themes of the Gospels. I want to give the new content right now in case someone does not have time to listen to the rest of this podcast. The new content, new information, is that these four themes of the Gospels all have a human component that can be an an eternal revelation for a person personally and individually. Okay, so there's a human component. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. And there are many, really, well, likely infinite revelations of Him. We know, even living on the earth, those of us who are fortunate to have the Bible, we know that there's He has many names, right? And titles and descriptions. And some have found even more than a thousand names, titles, and descriptions and so forth of Jesus Christ. And and so it's just so glorious. He's he's the Lord God Almighty. The only true God is is an eternal revelation and His Son, Jesus Christ, reveals Him and is literally the image of the invisible God and, and, and at the very heart of it, He is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. The four themes of the Gospels, and, and I want to emphasize, it's really beyond words. It's too wonderful for us to understand on the earth, although yes, the Holy Spirit does reveal it to us, can and does reveal these wonderful mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven. And there's great significance, eternal significance, in the fact, the truth, that there's four Gospels. That four, we know, is the number of the earth. And we know that God speaks through numbers sometimes. We don't want to put too much emphasis on that. But I spoke about there's, well, there's four realms that someone can be in every day, has the potential of. There are four locations that God can and will take someone to in their walk with Him. That's revealed in Second Kings 2. There are four phases of knowing God on the earth. Let's remember, this is all about the earth. The four themes of the Gospels, the four Gospels. Why is it four? Because God came to earth as a man. Jesus Christ is in eternal revelation. He could be, there could be a hundred Gospels. There could be three or, or, you know, someone may, we, someone may ask, well, why is it four and not three or five or, or, or six or some other? Because God is revealing here God, this glorious revelation that John Wesley said, God came to earth as a man and justified Himself to the world. These four themes are, they all have a human component. Because now, because Jesus came to earth as a man, we as human beings 
can be saved and know Him and forever. I mean, this is the most glorious news in the history of mankind. That, And so I want to just hone in. I got that phrase from Reinhard Bonnke on these, these revelations that these four themes of, of the Gospels, a human being, a saint, can receive these and experience them personally on the earth and for eternity. Because there's a human component to them. Now, here, here's okay an overview. In Matthew... Matthew reveals so much, but a theme is that he's the king. Mark, he's the son of man, so he's a man. So both of these, we know a king on the... Well, let me just give the overview. In Luke, he's the Savior. And he's still the Savior today. And he will always be the Savior. He's the Savior of the world but when we know Him, He becomes our Savior. And then in John, He's the Son of God and God Almighty. You notice how all four of these, there's a human component. Here's a way that I can explain that. We know that Jesus said that He's the light of the world. Right? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. (coughs) And He said, He who follows Me shall not walk in darkness. He shall possess the light of life. Well, okay, then also Jesus said, what did He say to uh, famous, His famous words? He said, you're the light of the world to His disciples and his, fol- uh, his disciples. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. So there's, you notice how there's not a human component to that in terms of um, we know, and it's actually pretty simple, we know that we look at the light outside. You know, when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, He's referring to, you know, this revelation that He's... uh, His Father, God Almighty, is the great God of the universe, and Jesus... Well, it's beyond words. It's it's very simple if we look at at the Son as an example, the S-U-N. There's the sun, the light, and the life it gives. And so that reveals the Trinity. The Father is the actual Son. Jesus is the light. The Holy Spirit is the life that we that that someone receives in the natural. So but you notice how there's not a human component. And so that's why one of the themes of the Gospels is not that. Jesus is the light of the, the light of the world or the bread of life. There's not a human component to that. All I'm saying is this is there's such a glorious revelation in this that a saint can experience these four revelations personally. Jesus becomes our king. Okay, Jesus is the king. He's the great king. For all eternity, we see in Revelation 5, He's sitting on the throne. He's the, he is, God has made Him the King. You know, God Almighty is the King of the universe and He's made His Son the King. But also, a saint can 
experience and, and Jesus can become he actually every saint who makes it to heaven Jesus will be their king for all eternity on the earth he's our he is our king that we obey that we worship that we uh, amen okay in Mark he's the son of man he's a man well that's clearly a human component and so he's the man we associate with. While we're on the earth, we can know him because he became one of us. He knows exactly what it's like to be a human being. He he literally lived just like us. From the moment he was conceived and then he until he died, he lived just like a human being. So we can associate with him. God Again, this reveals God has justified Himself to the whole world fully. Like He's done everything. This reveals His love, His mercy, and how He's justified Himself and infinitely more. In, the, in Luke, He's the Savior. Human component. Jesus lived like us. Um, knew all along that He would die for the world knew all along that he would have to go through his passion and and <clears throat> let's remember i emphasized this yesterday he's the savior today for all eternity he will be honored as the savior of the world amen okay now here's how you notice that those of us who are saved we know that jesus is our lord and savior or right there, we can have that personal. Um, he's our savior. In other words, he's the savior of the whole world, and yet we also can know him as our personal savior. Amen. Fourth, in John, he's the Son of God. Another human component. He's. He. Uh, <clears throat> And so that's a glorious revelation. He's forever will be the Son of God and the Lord God Almighty. Now that's... Here are some things I want to add to this. This is just so glorious. A, man, a great man of God said, for, for all eternity, Jesus will be robed in glorified flesh to honor mankind. I mean, that is just so glorious. Jesus is in heaven now. He, you know, in in just uh, his, they say that he's just so beautiful. He's like six feet six one. He's his uh, eyes like a flame of fire. His countenance shines like the sun. He's, um, you know, to think that God Almighty has given His only begotten Son to the world. And to those who make it to heaven, He will forever be in heaven. And they say that He goes at times and you know ministers and teaches people. And, and one person went to a worship service with Him. I mean, even though He's God Almighty, it's just so incredible. It's just so glorious. And there's that human component. 
that someone we can experience him on the earth in these four revelations but again there's just something about the fact that yes it's it's four four themes of the gospels but he's the lord god almighty he's an infinite eternal revelation And here's where I, w- I was also going with that. Jesus Christ became a man for 33 years. But He's no longer a man now. He's the Lord God Almighty. He, Yet He will be um, well, we can, we can say that He will be all of these revelations and more for all of eternity. He will be the Savior and honored as the Savior for all eternity. He will, he will be the Son of God. He's the only begotten Son of God. Well, for all eternity. Even though He's God Almighty. I... I you may have heard me say all truth is parallel, right? Um, So, we can say that, that, well, I, I, I don't think I've fully received the revelation about Him as a man because He's in heaven now. He's God Almighty. He's, He's not a man now. He's not a, he was a man for those 33 years. He's the, a king now. Amen. He will be the king for all eternity. We see that in Revelation chapter 5, recommended reading. Jesus on the throne. So I just wanted to, to, to touch on these things. This is a, some new content. I'm very, very privileged to present this. And it's just so glorious, so wonderful just to belong to Jesus Christ. To, to it just There's nothing that compares to His presence and glory and how that to think that He's the merciful Savior. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the same today and He's the same yesterday, today, forever. That's the, the revelation. Yet, well... It's a wonderful revelation, but when we think of, for example, when we think of Jesus as the Savior, we think of what happened 2,000 years ago, okay, Him dying for the world. And that's absolutely true. Of course, central, the central, um, the central thing in our entire faith. But He's the same today and forever. He's, he's still the same Savior, with the same love and mercy and compassion. And He's the very exact representation of God's nature. He's the, he's the revelation of God. He's literally everything about Jesus Christ reveals the only true God. If you want to know what God's like, just look at Jesus Christ. It and I do want to continue to emphasize even we as believers often, often we have different views of God 
and Jesus Christ. And we need to get those views closer and closer together until they're the same. And, you know, and I, I, when we read the Old Testament, we see these incredible, epic, famous stories and the revelations of God and His, for example, His names. Um, it starts with Elohim and then Jehovah and then there, the 12 main revelations of His name. One of them, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Well, Jesus is the healer. It all reveals Jesus Christ. Even if we don't think that it does. All the stories, all of those names, all the wonderful things, all reveal Jesus Christ. The life of Joseph. There's like 27 um, direct revel- uh, prophecies really in, uh, of Jesus Christ. and um, He was loved by His Father, hated by His brothers, thrown into a pit, made it you know, just on and on. It's just... Um, the Ark of Noah, that's a, that's a prophecy of salvation. And, and the Dove is the prophecy of the Holy Spirit. It's just... Isn't that amazing? Um, if, you, if you polled people in the world, let's just start with unbelievers you ask them two questions. What's your view of God? What's your view of Jesus Christ? Well, it's safe to say that most of them, maybe, I don't want to conjecture too much, but most would have totally different views. I mean, totally, completely. You ask them the first thing about God, they would say, uh, you know, there would be a certain view. Well, if you ask people about Jesus Christ, everyone knows how wonderful He is. I believe that in Islam, they uh, say that Jesus Christ was a prophet, right? And they, they know how wonderful he, he is. And we don't doubt the sincerity of people in other in the religions around the world. Um, and yet Jesus Christ literally is the Lord God Almighty. He's literally... Um, and to think that he became these, all of these things, you know, a man, the Savior, he left heaven, became a man. He, he, there's so much in this. This, this week, I know yesterday I was, the theme was focusing on Matthew and Jesus is the King. There's so many more layers of revelation in these of course in the gospels i just looked up briefly on the on the internet and um there's a uh, one one person had written that about how it it reveals jesus as being the redeemer of israel you know we know that the gospel was jesus said revealed that the gospel was for, it's he said, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Don't go to the Gentiles. It's, everything is for Israel first and then for the church. And so, okay, and I want to finish with this. I heard a teaching this week. 
in the millennium, Jesus will be the king, reigning for a thousand years during the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. He's the king in the millennium. And this, I've been reading a little bit about prophecy, and, and I know that's a totally different subject, but still, it's in this same theme because Jesus will be the king during the millennium, a thousand years. And this, it's just such an amazing teaching about that this man presents and, and so forth about during that time, you know, the presence of God will, the presence of Jesus will be on the earth and saints will live. But even people that are unsaved will also be living on the earth and they still will not repent and still will not receive Jesus Christ. And yet, and, and during that time, a thousand years, we know it's a very famous part of the book of Revelation, the enemy will be put into the bottomless pit. And so there will be this time of just wonderful prosperity and, and it's just so glorious. And, and let me add, I could. I still want to focus on that. The theme of Matthew that Jesus is the King, because we become kings. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. We become kings, lords, and priests. Uh, we have the opportunity to, for the King Jesus Christ, offers rewards and promises that are truly, truly awesome and beyond comprehension. All in the, I think tomorrow or this week, I'm going to try to get focused and hone in and give a message about those promises and rewards offered to overcomers. Jesus said, He who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on His throne. Do you realize the? this is it's just so glorious. He offers, you know, I will give Him a new name. I will give Him... Uh, here's just some of them. Well, the very first one, Revelation 2.7, To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Amen. The tree of life, that represents God. It represents Jesus Christ. It's the... He, number two, He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Revelation 2.11 Number three, To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. Oh, glory to God. Humans created to know God, born to fellowship with Him. I told Ron, I spoke to Reinhard Bonnke briefly on the phone. He did not know who I was. And I asked him, I said, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He said, Amen. That's what humans were born to do. Never forget that. Never forget. I mean, we get so distracted. There's somebody, Reinhard, well, <laughs> I'm calling him by his first name. He didn't know me, but 
he said, God must deliver us from ourselves so that we can break free from these old cliches. Watchman Nee in his book said, the purpose of our life is to lose ourselves in His glory. That's how we lose our old nature. I, w- I was reading this book about prophecy and it, and it was this long chapter and it was, you know, it, it, he was using the King James version of the Bible, which as you know, I prefer the New King James. And I just was getting bogged down a little bit with all of this. It's like when we know Jesus Christ, the answer is His presence and glory. There's just... There's nothing else. That's the answer. It's not understanding the Bible. It's not searching. It's not doing ministry. Our main ministry is to Him and and knowing Him. And when we do, He'll do all the things that He wants us to do. We just furnish the vessel. Amen. For our great King who we associate with because He was a man. He's our Savior. Okay, here, I'll finish with this. We know that it's famous, you know, the central thing for a person is receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, the... the oh, okay, two things I want to say. The last two chapters, uh, the, the, the final two Gospels, He's the Savior, and then God, the Lord, Okay, so we can personally know Him in those ways. Also, here's another way to look at it, something that I was thinking about last night. Four Gospels. The first three are almost in a group. Three we know is the perfect number. He's the King, Man, and Savior. The fourth one stands on its own almost because it's the Gospel that reveals Him as God. As the Son of God and God. We know that the Gospel of John is unique among the, among the four Gospels. Very unique. The other three, if uh, I, I did take a class, and the other three, some experts say that portions of some Gospels were, well, put into uh, another Gospel. You know, that we know that some of the stories are repeated, right? Well, the Gospel of John stands is totally unique. And it presents Jesus with the seven I Am revelations, the seven corresponding miracles, and mainly the theme is that He's God. And, and so three, the number, the perfect number of the Trinity. Four, though, is the number of man and of the earth. And so that it's a full... There's a definitely an, a de, an eternal revelation in, in all of that and that the miracle that God has preserved the Bible and in this way that after 2,000 years it's put together and it's, and it's in this certain order. There's the, the order also is definitely an eternal revelation. The, the, just the order of those. Okay. Thanks for listening. A lot going on with our ministry. I do want to pray for those yesterday. Check some of the visitors of our of our websites. Let me just mention. So Lord, we pray for those visiting the websites and the listeners of this podcast. 
for those um, in New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, St. Louis, Iowa, um, California, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, West Coast, Oregon, Wyoming, Florida, several cities in Florida, uh, Philadelphia, Arizona, back to the west, Arizona, two cities there, Texas, Dallas and Austin, okay, then also in Europe, Spain, Germany, uh, the UK, Italy, Greece, the Netherlands, Sweden, France, also back to the North America, Canada, <clears throat> to Russia, several cities in Russia, the Ukraine, Estonia, to India, China, several cities in China, numerous regular visitors from China, Lord bless them, Hong Kong, Korea, Seoul, Korea, Malaysia, Lord reveal your glory to them, amen, in Jesus' name, and also we pray for the readers of the books. And so anyway, thanks for listening. Email us. Hello at wonderreality.org. We're here for you. And we, we greatly value your partnership prayers and we need financial support to, to make more websites. They're, they're expensive and time-consuming, but it's worth it. We have 34 websites now. Please visit our homepage of wonderreality.org. Blessings.